Welcome back to Racing HQ. Four minutes past eight. Great to have you company. Time now for our Sydney form preview. But before we do that, best to catch up with the stewards panel. Tom Moxon's on the line. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Anthony. How are you going? Really good. What's come up uh, in the stewards report for Ramwick today from your point of view? Uh, we'll start in the um, highway race to chase my crown. Um, near the 600 metres, the horse is placed in restricted room. And that, as a consequence, then became held up round in the home turn and was unable to improve the horse and continued to be held up until approaching the 300 metres where it then um, was inconvenienced by another runner. So horse didn't have a lot of room around in the home turn and early straight and was only beaten um, under a length on that occasion. Um, going to race five, Fuller. Um, Rose Hill last start on the 3rd of June. Similar to Chase My Crown, the horse was held up in the early part of the straight and then raced in restricted room uh, for some distance near the 300 metres and was beaten only 0.3 of a length on that occasion. Um, Going down to race eight, uh, King of Hastings. Um, The horse was bumped on jumping and again hampered at the 800 metres, but more significantly was held up for clear running from the 300 metres until near the 150 metres and uh, went down under a length on that occasion. Um, and then Fox Fighter in the same race. Um, although the horse has beaten um, seven and a half length, it was improving into a run near the 200 metres. However, soon after had to be steadied and then remained held up and was not able to be fully tested. So although it beaten a considerable margin, there, there were obviously obvious excuses on that occasion. All right. Thanks very much for your time, Tom, and hopefully you have a good day and may there be no trouble. Thanks, Anthony. Tom Moxon from the New South Wales Stewards Panel. All right, time to get into our form preview. We'll uh, reintroduce uh, Ray Thomas. He's joined by Brad Gray and also Andrew Hurley. Uh, firstly to you, Brad, how did you find the meeting? Pretty tough going, wasn't it, doing the form? Yeah, good morning, Anthony. Uh, Ray, Hurls and all the listeners, you're not wrong, Anthony. It is a tricky meeting, but I guess with that comes opportunities. So hopefully, uh, in our case, there are a few in there because... Punting's a funny game in that a lot of the times you go into meetings super confident, mm. uh, the punting guides have a funny way of reminding you who's boss, yet when you go into a meeting with lower expectations, they're often the meetings where you find a few winners. So hopefully that is the case, but before I rip into the form, two things I want to touch on. Mm-hmm. The first of those, I didn't think there'd be a man in the world that'd be able to pull off the puffer jacket underneath the suit jacket, <laughs> but Anthony, Anthony Mann, take a bow. That's uh, impressive stuff from you this morning. And the other one is just a shout out to Desert War. Uh, Ira, yeah. RIP to the mighty Desert War. Absolutely loved that horse. He was a big, imposing galloper, had a real presence about him. And you only need to see him once in the yard uh, to be smitten with him, just as I was. So, yeah, yeah no, shout out to, to he, Desert War. He was a ripper. He was, he was, uh, he was he one was. of my favourites sort of in my early early 20s, and he was as tough as they come. I've been yep. taking fashion advice from Hurls. Uh, next week you'll see me with, <laughs> with only game. two or three buttons done up on my shirt. Morning to you, Hurls. Good morning. Man, um, yeah, it, it looks a really tough card here at Ramwick, but exactly what Brad has said, and I haven't spoken to Brad uh, in the lead-up to this segment, yeah, the amount of days you sort of go in and say, oh, you know, I'm going to multi this, this thing's a lock, etc., and you walk home with your tail between your legs, or so other days you think, oh, it looks really tough, but you come out on top, so let's hope that punters can do that today. I think, obviously, Ray and uh, Brad's thoughts will be integral, but I think it's going to be... A big emphasis on market watch today as well. No doubt. All right, guys, let's get straight into it. Hurls, talk us through the market for race number one, the uh, midway benchmark 72 this week over 1,100. 
Yeah, and we start with the scratchings here of Procrastinator, 6 by 6 7 by 9 Oakfield Triumph, and Appetite for Risk, Zero Deduction. Up the top, we've got Fielding, 550 to $6 this morning, $8 Oakfield Duke, Broken Arrows, $7, $7 Oryx, I am brazen at ten dollars thirty one unwritten super bright five fifty makes it favorite smiling profit fourteen uh, fourteen rather forty one invincible kiss twice a special twenty six one destiny joint favorite uh, with super bright at five fifty thirty four for bodgy so the market not really um, giving us much of a favor i'd say since the market opened it'd be broken arrows and oryx as the best back but certainly not jumping out of trees to back one on it in particular. Yeah, typical midway, isn't it? $5.50 the field. So speed-wise, Bodgy uh, can hold a prominent position. I expect Oryx to be right there today from barrier one. Uh, he didn't have the speed there to cross first up when a few punched up underneath. He doesn't have that same problem here. I am Brazen won't be too far away. And then you're looking at the likes of Invincible Kiss and Oakfield Duke to just trail that speed, Ray. Yeah, it should be a solid enough tempo, um, Brad, I anticipate, for Super Bright. I don't mind her barrier, no, she's drawn a little awkwardly out a, a touch wide, but that'll give um, uh, Regan Bass a chance just to come across and find some cover with her. Just that one bend to negotiate over the 1,100-metre course, and she's third up here off a terrific run last start at Warwick Farm when she just failed to run down deep expectation. Looks prime for this. Race setup's perfect. Nine Super Bright on top. The very consistent number 13, One Destiny, holding his form well, doesn't know how to run a bad race. He's also drawn a touch awkward, but with any sort of luck in running, he'll be thereabouts in the finish. Uh, the two, Oakfield Duke, uh, resumes here for Kristen Buchanan. I've liked his two trials. Um, didn't quite come up last prep with their excuses for that at his previous preparation the spring of last year. He reeled off four consecutive wins. He's a talented horse and not ruling out the one fielding either. Um, he's resuming off a bit of a freshen up. Ran in the provincial midway championship heats during the autumn. Pretty handy horse. He won at Warwick Farm back in December and should be hard to beat. Nine thirteen two and one Super bright on top but Typically open midway, Brad. Yeah, it certainly is. I've got Super Bright in numbers. I've got her second pick. I've got Oryx on top here, 4, 9, 13, and 2. I liked his return there at Canterbury a couple of weeks ago. He's kept chasing in a fast-run race. You think he can only strip a little bit fitter for that. No, that was his first run for Jake Hull. Of course, he was formerly trained by Godolphin. So Barry 1, if he doesn't hold the front, he does hold a prominent position with Adam Hieronymus doing the steering. And I think, importantly, we're on a track that is towards that good range. Uh, he seems to do his best work on top of the ground. At 9, Super Bright. Now, we've seen her in midway company plenty of times in the past and we know she measures up she needs the brakes at the right time given her general pattern of getting back and hitting the line but i did like the improvement that she showed first to second up uh, just narrowly missing there to deep expectation last time out 13-1 destiny hasn't he turned a corner uh, most recently it's all suddenly clicked for him a lot to like about the way he's been attacking the line he does drop five and a half kilos from last start and again look for him late and oakfield duke uh, back from a throat operation and Kristen Buchanan's already won a stack of these midways, and he looks well-placed upon resumption. 4, 9, 13, and 2. And tips from Darren Flindell. He's going with number 13, 1, Destiny on top from 4, Oryx, 1, Fielding, and 9, Super Bright. 13, 4, 1, and 9 in race number 1 from Darren. Race number 2 hurls the tab highway. They're always tough. This week doesn't look any easier. Yeah, it certainly doesn't. Uh, we've got no deductions, however. We've got six scratchings, but zero deductions for all six. Semi Ballerina, Hard to Dismiss, Behind the Storm, Daksha, This I Do, and Hot Sauce all come out. 
leads us up the top with Baradas, a $7.50 chance. Uh, it opened up during the week at $8. Uh, 10 to 9 50 this morning, Barandana opened up at $15. Chase My Crown at 6 to 7 11 to 14 Marcassa. Now, these fluctuations are since the market opened, giving you these on the back of the fact there's no deductions. Uh, Marcassa, we said 11 to 14 26 to 34 Jalmari. Salute again, Denny Beasley, 26 to 23. 15 out to 23 for Scopics. Uh, Miss Thatcher, our favourite, 370. Hasn't bunched from that quote since the market opened. A girl's best friend, 11 to 10. Uh, All Jermaine is a $13 chance, 34 Radiohead. Leggy Point, 11, 26 Laurel Hill. And Tritation is a $16 chance. So, uh, favourite, 370. Hasn't budged, but uh, not really jumping out trees to back. Again, anything specifically, possibly the two Borondana uh, early support there, 15 into 9.50. Well, the trick for Miss Thatcher is that she should be able to make her own luck, punching up to be prominent from Barrier 1 here and all the way winner there last time out, and maybe they take control from the get-go here as well. Titration comes across from a wider draw. Uh, Scopics potentially follows across, and outside of that, uh, a few horses that do like to find their feet in the early stages, Ray. I like a couple of fillies here, Brad, who won by margins last start, Leggy Point and the favourite, Miss Thatcher. It's, a, a usual, as usual, an open highway, so I've lent towards Leggy Point at the odds. Uh, Hurl's mentioned about $11 at the moment. Good each way value on the back of what was a dominant win, albeit on a soft seven at Scone last start. She put six lengths on her rivals and was really strong through the line. It was an impressive effort. Obviously, you have to question the quality of opposition she met, but just the way she went about um, getting the job done there last start tells me she's an improving filly, and at the odds, I want to be with her eleven, a 14-leggy point at the $11. No knock on the 8, Miss Thatcher, just the price. She's well found, but understandably so, because she bolted in at Goulburn last start. Her sectionals were off the charts, broke 34 coming home the last 600 and did it easily, winning by nearly three lengths at Goulburn. Good to see Timmy Martin back in town with a nice horse. The three chase my crown, can't knock her form, gets back in the races but always hits the line well. Any sort of luck in running, she'll be thereabouts in the finish and interested in uh, Brett Kavanagh's horse at the top of the weights, one Baradas, who's Ran a nice race last start at Newcastle, third up, just beaten by Unravel. So he comes here very fit, slightly awkwardly drawn, but then he luck in running will be in the finish. 14-8-3-1. I just thought Leggy Point was a good each-way chance in an open highway. Yeah, I've gone 3-2-9-14 and 14, Chase My Crown. Uh, she's been knocking on the door in highways all preparation, hasn't she? She did a fantastic job, I thought, two starts ago, given she was dropping back in trip behind Sister Moon and Dollar Magic, and then was luckless out the 1,500 metres two weeks ago. Probably should have won, if not being for blocked in the straight. So I can only mm. see her running well. A uh, little cherry on top, and this is how well she maps here, just in behind the speed. So no excuses today. Baron Dana and a girl's best friend. Now, they both have tricky draws to overcome, but there is the potential to suggest that they are the best two horses in the race. They're both lightly raced. They've both got big finishes on their day. And you look at their depth uh, through their respective form lines last campaign. That makes them hard to beat here. Baron Dana was third behind Bianca Valana in the Albury Country Championships last campaign, and the winner did break the track record. A girl's best friend, again, draws tricky, uh, but she's lightly raced and possesses a, a powerful close and 14 leggy point uh, I agree with Ray's assessment there strike while the iron's hot she comes off a career best there last time out and if Rod Northam's happy to bring her to town on the back of that uh, yeah I think there's a bit of confidence that she can measure up 3, 2, 9 and 14 tips from Darren Flindell in race 2 he's going with 3 chase my crown from 
eight, two, and nine. Three, eight, two, nine from Darren in race number two. Race three, it's the Stayers Cup benchmark, 90, 2,600 metres. One of the smaller fields here hurls. What's happening with the market? All right, the Mediterranean comes out. 13 by 12, the deduction, and Scarlet Tufty, two cents the win. Outlandos is a $10 chance. $9.50 for Shameless Miss. It's got out already from 8.50 this morning. 16 to 18, fun fact. Uh, we've got 3.20 to 3.30, Strawberry Rock. 6 to $7 for Oz Legend. Wahine Toa will have stepped into this straight away. 260 to 220 and 19 to 23 for herself. Those that took $61 uh, for Wahine Toa, first up at Flemington, might just be getting out of the fetal position now. Um, you're not getting that today. 220. Speed here. Well, the Mediterranean coming out to run in Queensland takes a bit of sting out of this race. I think Fun Fact will eventually find the front. It's just a matter of how long it takes him to get there. Strawberry Rock won't be far away, and Oz Ledger punches up too. I think be a little bit more prominent uh, than normal, given the shape of this race from Barrier 1, Ray. Yeah, always fascinating to watch these um, staying uh, races over distances like the 2600 becomes a battle of tactics. Uh, Hurls mentioned Wahin Tower first up at Flemington, 26 out to 61 unlucky not to win but it showed that she's back in really good touch this is a mare she is getting to 2600 meters quickly brad but these imported horses they don't need to have that traditional australian preps do they have three or four runs over distances where they can't be competitive until they get out of their right distance range they're natural stayers she showed that last spring she went up to 2500 meters very impressively at mooney valley in the Kieran Maher and David Eustace stable, their masters training of stayers and the 220, I think, indicates there's plenty of confidence around Wahin Toe. I've got her on top from Six Oz Legend. Nasha Willa lifted this horse over the line last start at the Kenzo. Carried 58 that day, drops five kilos today. He's a horse who's in form, he's tough. He'll be there about Strawberry Rock. Um, another one from the Kieran Maher, David Eustace stable, the last start, 2400 metre winner at Sandown. So he comes to Ramick in top form and very fit and the four fun fact was just run down by Oz Legend last start at the Kenzo he's fourth up today we heard from Bjorn Baker earlier he certainly improved again since and at the $18 he might be the value in the race seven six five and four and with a Wahin Toa nice mare on the way up Brad yeah, I'm going to throw another number into the mix here. I'm going to try Shameless Miss, uh, fourth up to find her best form now. Go back 12 months ago, she won this race as a $2.70 chance. Now, I do concede she goes up four kilos since then. And you look at her form on paper and you think, well, is she going as well? I think you can make little excuses. Uh, last start, there were a few little indicators there that she might be ready to do something, including her six to the 400 metre section being the quickest in the race. I don't think the way the race that was run uh, in the Winter Cup there suited her. It turned into a sprint home. If Fun Fact turns this into a more of a staying contest... We might see the best of her, and $9.50. Uh, we'll trust Chris Waller and the team uh, to get the timing spot on again. Waheen Toa, hard enough to beat. Uh, what you just got to wrap your mind around is the fact that she was $61 last start, mm. and now we're being asked to take $2.20. So that doesn't sit well with me. However, she does find a very winnable race and gets in light. Five, Strawberry Rock. Uh, he seems to be the, the money horse, and I think that's fair enough. He found his best form there last start. No reason to think that he'll go backwards from that. And four, fun fact. If he does get to the front, uh, we know he loves clicking through his gears, and he did show signs there last time out that there still might be another win just around the corner, and he's very close to actually breaking the million-dollar mark. Fun fact. Three, seven, five, and four. Going with number seven, Wahin Toa in race three to beat five, six, and three. Seven, five, six, and three from Darren in race three. Race four, 
Benchmark 72 for the three-year-olds, 1,300 metres. Contemporary trimmed up a couple of points this morning or a couple of rolls this morning, Hurls? Yeah, it has. In fact, it's been a subject of good support all week, Contemporary. It's 280 into 240. We opened up at 460. Now, Amor Victorious, the only scratching, and it's only four by four, so it hasn't been knocked around the market too much. But yeah, Contemporary been very popular. Miss Hellfire, 750 out to 850, 850 to 950 token capitalist. Uh, 12 to 14 step aside, 12 to 14 west of Africa. 850 to $7 for Hollywood Hero. And uh, we've got overriding 550 to 6, $26 Serena Sophia. Flying Shelley, 23, now 34, 18 to 23 Burnett. And Dolly Jane. 151 to $251. Uh, well, the only two runners they're really interested in here are the top two in the market. Uh, sorry, the one and the six. Uh, and 8.50 to 7 Hollywood Hero. Yeah, 2.44 Contemporary. Well, a more victorious coming out does take away a little bit of speed here. I think that does open the door now for Step Aside to come across and potentially take up the running, depending how aggressive they want to be with Hollywood Hero from the inside gate. And Token and Capitalist, although he's 1,500 metres back to 1,300 metres, looking at the makeup of this field, I don't think he's too far away either, Ray. Yeah, I agree. I'm with Contemporary here, Brad. A little bit worried now with that tempo factor, but look, he's a horse who's in terrific touch. Um, he does get back in his races, but gee, finds the line strongly. You could argue he probably should have won three in a row. He was terrific at Scone. Unlucky just being beaten into third spot behind Yoshino at Randwick. Similarly, last start at Rose Hill. Storm down the centre of the track to just miss in the Devil's Throat race. He gets out to 1,300 today, which you would think with his racing pattern, the way he's hitting the line, his fitness levels, tick all those boxes. This is his chance. Just needs a reasonable enough tempo up front. And I think number one contemporary with Zach Lloyd returning from suspension to get the job done. The four step aside, I agree, Brad. It's, it opens it up now for this three-year-old um could get control up front. Had six starts. Hasn't been out of a top two placing yet. Won twice. Very honest. Very consistent. Will be thereabouts all the way. The two Miss Hellfire also racing well. This filly. She comes out of the winning verse race at Rose Hill. She won there prior. Comes into this race in top form. And the seven overriding. Been pretty impressive in its last two at Newcastle. Step up here. But this filly's won three from five and is going places. Contemporary rock hard fit gets out to 1300 i think he's better the day stuff for mine brad one four two and seven in race four i agree on all fronts one three eight and two contemporary he's never raced better i wouldn't think he'd have to do much more than what he's produced at his past three starts to, to win this so back in grade i like him out to 1300 meters and i like that form reference behind devil's throw in kips bay now garrison who ran fifth in that race has already come out and franked that form further. Three, token capitalist. Well, can he cope with a little drop back in trip? That is the knock, 1,500 metres back to 1,300 metres. But I like his form around Redina. Five weeks between runs just helps him freshen up a touch, and he does map well. Eight, Serena Sophia. Can she be more positive from the gate? Uh, potentially. If she isn't, it makes it a little bit tricky. Uh, she might be a, a rinse and repeat of what happened last time out where she was an eye-catcher late and just uh, brought about her undoing from the wide draw. But I think she's going a lot better than the form guide does suggest. And two, Miss Hellfire continues to race well. She is starting to go up in the weights. But given where she's drawn in the race she finds, uh, I can see her fighting out the finish again. One, three, eight, and two. And Darren Flindell in race four, number eight, Zarina Sophia. One contemporary, seven overriding and four step aside. Eight, one, seven, four for Darren in race four. 
Race 5 is a benchmark 72, 1,600 metres. Talk us through the market here, Hurls. Okay, Centre Stone 3x3 three three, and Time Quest a 6x7, the deductions there. Up the top, we've got Aristronas, an $11 chance, 18 for Sink Tori. We've got, gee, there's some uh, names here. Intua 2, we'll go with number 3 there for the moment, uh, $61. African Daisy, gee, they stepped into this pretty quickly this morning. It's 440 to 3.70, makes it favourite. 6 to 6.50, Dream Hour. Into summertime, we've trimmed it up eleven into seven dollars fifty. It's going for three on the bounce. My truth thirty four to forty one seven fifty out to eight fifty fuller thousand years twenty one dollars Louisville eight dollars twenty six for Master Copy Resistible eight fifty and forty one for Venetian Blue. So into summertime's been really well back this morning here, fellas, uh, and it's uh, yeah, it's off the back of money as well. And African Daisy clearly the two most popular runners. My Truth can find the front if he wants the front. Resistible will come across and keep him company. Venetian Blue uh, slides across. Cinque holds a prominent position. And even African Daisy, now third up. Uh, we've seen her uh, be a, a pretty versatile filly in the past, but now she's got a few runs under her belt. I'd expect that'd be aggressive in the early stages, Ray. Yeah, agree. Um, here yeah, another competitive race here. African Daisy's well found now in the market. I didn't mind Fuller each way, Brad. I'll be interested in your thoughts on this horse. He's had the three runs back. He hasn't had much luck in either. Now you, you could argue he had run of the race stuff at Rose Hill last start. Third defence behind Robusto, who who just set it up for himself and sprinted home. But that was the key. It was a sprint home. They broke 34 for the last 600, so it was difficult for anything coming from behind Robusto to beat him. He held on. Great Karen Mack boy ride but Fuller stuck to his task kept working to the line was beaten narrowly in a three horse finish um, I think he's ready to win Fuller he's going to get run of the race stuff from gate two more tempo in in this race as Brad suggested and about the 850 I think he's terrific value getting out to the mile eight Fuller on top each way six into summertime Keith Dryden trains this mare is absolutely flying was terrific beating step aside at Warwick Farm this is harder but confidence rising with the fact there has been good money for in the summertime no knock on the four African Daisy she comes out of the Robusto race where she actually beat Fuller to the line Fuller meets the mare slightly better at the weights and just the disparity in the in the market Brad has me leaning towards Fuller the 11 Louisville's an interesting runner I know Anthony's a big fan of this horse he took a while to win at Warwick Farm but he did win that's the key the horse is certainly learning he's got talent Steps up to Saturday grade here, but he's definitely one to watch. Eight, six, four, and eleven. Fuller each way. Race five. Yeah, I've gone the way of five. Dream Hour here. Now I do concede the barrier uh, looks very problematic. I don't know where he gets to. I think they have to ride him cold. If he can find a three wide running line, that'd be ideal. But at least we get four races at Randwick to have a look at how this track might be playing. If it's playing fair, Randwick Mile, you get plenty of time to balance up and hit the line. I do think he's so ready to win this horse. Uh, he looked the winner there at Warwick Farm last start, just denied by Grazio Amiga, who just slipped up the inside, got the better of him late. Four African Daisy. She does look ready. Uh, third up. Oof, on the till. Uh, she's been fantastic in her two runs back this time in. Uh, just couldn't reel in Robusto last time out. He got such an easy time in front. Fuller, my only little query with Fuller, Ray, was just whether he wants a touch further. Uh, he was in over 1,800 metres last week. Scratched from that race. Here he is over the 1,600 metres. He still might be good enough to get away with it. And I do like the way he maps here. And 10,000 years. I didn't think we quite saw the best of her last prep. I uh, did have a few excuses on the along the way. But the way she's trialled ahead of her return this time in suggests that she could find her best form and she does look big odds five four eight and ten 
Darren Flindell going for number 10,000 years in race five, 10 to beat five, four and eight in the fifth race. Number six, Phillies and Mares benchmark 78. Gee, Queen Mark, Queenmaker's gone to a new level recently. Comes up favourite here, Hills. It's come up favourite, all right, and they have uh, piled it on. It's one of the most popular runners on the card. We went up 460. Wooshka, that's gone. 260 this morning, 240 back to 260. Now, uh, Alessandra, Clear Blonde, Venetian Blue all come out, but it's zero deductions. Up the top, we've got Ita, 8 to 750. 19 to 21, pin me up. Vero's Reign, 6 into 550. Queenmaker, 260, 240, back to 260. But as I said, it went up 460. Shopping early, you've got a nice price. 34, Wanga Wonder. Uh, Com de Belle Phil. Or Com Bella Fillet, uh, $17. $12, Sophia's Magic. Awesome Wonder, $14. $7, Darlington County. Boot Scooter, 26 31 Bowery Breeze. And Monomore, a $71 chance. As I said, Zach Lloyd in the saddle aboard Queen Maker. Very popular. Yeah, and she'll slide across. I think Pharaoh's Reign gets a dig uh, in the early stages from Reese Jones to hold the front, and Queenmaker slides across to sit outside of Pharaoh's Reign. Ita maps quite nicely to potentially go back to back, finding that one out, one back position, Ray. Yeah, I'm with Pharaoh's Reign here, Brad. Just at the odds, um, look, I know Ita gave uh, Pharaoh's Reign a call when she went past her at Randwick the other day, but meets that mare better at the weights here. She finds the front, gets control. She's very fit. Um, I just think at the odds, I want to be with the three Pharaohs range. She'll be hard to beat. The seven, Sophia's Magic. I catch her first up from her at the Kenzo behind Alessandra running third. Alessandra's flying at present. She really hit the line well. She can bounce off that second up here and run a race at odds. No knock on four, Queenmaker. Edward Cummings has had this mare up for a while. She is in terrific touch, and she just got run down late by man behind the money last start at Canterbury. He came out and ran second to a talented three-year-old in Grabini in Saturday class at Rose Hill last week. So the former round, Queenmaker, excellent. She comes out of the midweeks, but she is certainly up to this grade. No surprise, she is as short as she is in the betting. And one Ita, look, she was so good last start. It's hard to knock her, except the fact she's got the 63. We heard from Bjorn Baker earlier, Braddy just couldn't find a claiming apprentice for the mayor. Adam Hieronymus gets on so well with her partner to last start to that dominant win over Pharaoh's reign. So Bjorn Baker happy to stay with Adam and can for the mayor to carry the 63. But I thought that number three, Pharaoh's reign, racing well, deserves to win, might get her chance today. Around the five fifty six dollars hurls mentioned earlier, that's good enough for me. Three, seven, four and one in race six. Well, Darren, yeah. Flind- oh, sorry, Brad, you go first. You're all right. You've just jumped the gun there. Um, I've gone with Queenmaker here, four, one, three, and 7 So I think she is getting to a, a rock-bottom price now. But if we wait, uh, we might get back towards that $3 quote. But she looks hard to beat. She's just holding her form so well at the moment. Her only real blemish in her past uh, handful of runs has been when she was tested there in group company where she went, went around as a $91 chance. So as Finished outside of the top two just once in her past eight runs. In fact, I like the form around. Oh, yeah, she has to take that next step into Saturday company, but I don't think this is a particularly deep race, and a lot of them are in a similar boat, probably with the exception of Ita, who has earned the 63 kilos, uh, mm-hmm. hasn't missed the handicapper, has she? But, uh, yeah, I think the extra trip suit, she was good there last start. She was dominant. In fact, fillies and mares again. Uh, I think she's hard enough to beat, even with the weight. Three Pharaohs, Ray. I can see Ray's angle there. Uh, was only second up last start, uh, 
and only has a couple lengths to turn around an item, meets her two kilos better off, and she will get control from in front. And seven, Sophia's magic. Will she be flushing late? You'd expect so. Will she run out of straight? Maybe. Uh, but I do love the way that she returned. That sets her up her, her campaign quite nicely. Four, one, three, and seven. Darren Flindell's found number 10, Darlington County, and made it a special in race six. Number 10 to beat four, seven, and three. Time now to preview the Quaddy Legs for Randwick with Brad Gray, Ray Thomas and Andrew Hurley. Hurls race number seven, first leg of the Quaddy. It's an 1,800 metre benchmark, 88. We'll need a bit of help with this lot. Yeah, we will. Maha Goni comes out, zero deductions. King of the Castle, Bazooka, Kirkby all come out and zero deductions once again. Lisa Swift Brutality, 750 to 8. It's nearing Hall of Fame status, uh, Brutality with a tab because uh, it just keeps... Uh, on being in the market, specced in the market, and failing to deliver. But anyway, eight dollar chance. Four to four twenty makes it favourite bold Mac. We've got sixteen to eighteen for Purple Sector. Super Strike. Wow. Now we've just written a bet of two thousand at six dollars, and just looking at the hold on the race, it clearly holds the most amount of money in the race. It's trimmed up to four sixty in the last five minutes after opening up at seven fifty this morning. So it's pressing for favouritism. Alcyone, 11 to 12, 17 to 19, first in line. Max Schnell, 750 to 8, although we went up at $11. Royal Robbins, 34. Greek Hero, uh, 23. $12 Verona. Welsh Legend, 31. 6 to $7 for deficit. Uh, Super Strike, clearly best backed runner, 750 to 460 off the back of money and market opinion. And good luck with Greek Hero today, Menno. Yes, good luck with Greek Hero, indeed. Uh, he should find himself in the second half of the field, I imagine, just hitting the line out late, maybe working up to something third up, maybe to a target there. But speed-wise, then you got Mark Schnell, who could get control here first in line, but first up, 1,800 metres, I don't think he'll be far away. And I didn't know what to do with Bold Mac here, mm. Ray. Does he go all the way forward, or does he go all the way back? You, you think they'd press forward, don't you think, Brad? Because he is rock-hard fit, comes off a 2,000-metre run. He's drawn awkward. So mm. last week he sat on the speed was terrific. I hope they do go forward. Otherwise, as you indicated, Mark Snell might just get total control here. Yeah, I think that's the case. I think they have to go forward, don't they? So I guess mm. he finds himself outside the lead and keeps Mark Snell busy. I'm hoping that's the case because I'm with the two-bowl Mackler. I know he's got a back up and come back in trip from the 2000 back to 1800 today he's, he's up significantly in weight seven and a half kilos and um, he's going to have to probably get used up a little early but he, as we mentioned earlier, he's rock hard fit he was loomed up to win the Mikel Cup Sumon just refused to let him pass him last week uh, but it was a game second by Bold Mac comes into this race on the quick back up the fact that Chris Waller is happy to run him again suggests he's done well during the week and two bold Mac I think can get away with this from one brutality I liked Hurl's line the Hall of Fame status brutality he's always running on isn't he Been into the placing somewhere and uh, his form's been pretty good last start he wasn't beaten too far in the democracy manifest race running sixth back out to 1800 might be what he needs four super strike Gee, one day it's going to all fall into place for this horse. He gets back, he needs luck and running, I know all that, but out to 1,800 today, if he gets the brakes, he'll be finishing faster than any. And 11, Verona. Uh, Brad, gee, I, th I thought her first up run at Rose Hill was an eye-catcher. Back on May 20, she finished in a bunch uh, in 10th uh, spot, only beaten two and a half lengths, was hitting the line nicely. 
Um, she hasn't won since the Frank Packer Plate last year, but she is a mare with ability and had a tick over trail in between. I think at the twelve dollars, I want to put her in my multiples. Two, one, four, and eleven. No real confidence, but I think Bold Mac ticks enough boxes, Brad. Yeah, I'm going to trust Mark Schnell to back up what he did last. Uh, that's the gamble, though, isn't it? Because he did win at $41. Now I've got to take $8. But without a lot of pressure here on paper, I expect Adam Hieronymus to find the front here. And I think he's going to be hard to chase down. Interesting what Joe Pride said after the race, uh, after Mark Schnell won last time out, that he's a horse that just loves to find the fence. So looking at the horses drawn inside him, I don't think there's any trouble there finding the fence and, and finding the front. We know that zoom on form reads well for this. That zoom on form ties in quite neatly to Bold Mac. It just comes down to where he gets to from the draw, but if they offset that with a positive ride, uh, clearly he's going well enough to knock a race like this off. Uh, he's trending the right way, and he is very fit, as Ray did touch on. 13 deficit, he's going to be spotting them all. A big head start, but there's a sense of timing about him now. He's in their third up, 1,800 metres. Uh, a lot to like about the way he's hit the line. He's two runs back. Wish he drew a gate, and I wish there was more speed. So a couple of negatives, but I do think he's going well. And four, super strike. Looking to bounce back uh, from last start. I did like his first up run, albeit suited uh, by a, a fast run race. Uh, but he does look to be a horse. Maybe looking for the 1,800 metres, which he gets that today. So, yeah, he sets up quite well. 7, 2, 13, and 4. Darren Flindillon, race seven, going with a seven as well. Max Schnell to beat one, Brutality, four, Super Strike, and 13, Deficit, seven, one, four, and 13 in race seven for Darren. Race eight, our feature event this afternoon, it's the listed Civic Stakes over 1,400 metres. $5 the field here, Hurls. Yeah, Polly Gray, zero deduction. Tycoon is the real step, zero deduction, and just a small one by two for Hosier. We go up the top, a Frosty Rocks, 19 to 21, back to 19. It's been given a, uh, well, had a couple of trials leading into that uh, Group 2 in Brisbane uh, three weeks ago. We've got 21 to 26, Tamar here. Art Cadeau, 14 to 15, 26 to 34, Baby Rider. Cisco Bay, 7 to 7.50, 7.50 to 8 for Long Villas, although we went up 15 for it. 11 to 9 for You Called It, Bonnie Ezra, 81, 5.50 for Waha. Ha Ha Falls, Catelli, big run last start, six fifty to five dollars. Acquitted, sixteen to eighteen. Uh, Eight dollars to nine dollars for King of Hastings. Fox Fighter, fifteen out to nineteen, and Lady of Luxury, fifteen to seventeen. Now I can tell you, money wise, Fox Fighter is our most popular runner, but they must be potting it in the office there because uh, it, it's a drifter, fifteen to nineteen. I know one of the rules I first started when I. Uh, was on the punter. He used to always follow money uh, that Jack Denham uh, stable. They, the, the legend is that they used to get them out, Ray, uh, mm. before the lights were on, uh, so that he could uh, work them, work them a treat, and then uh, and then they would um, come out, yep. get a plonk, and get the cash. First on the track, no one saw them. Three thirty in the right. morning, and then they yeah. set him up. He was yeah. at master Jack Denham. He certainly was. Uh, so Catelli's our favourite at $5, wide open market. Speed-wise, Frosty Rocks looks to amble across uh, and get a degree of control out in front. Cota Heel, I don't know what they do from the draw. Uh, did John O'Shea make mention of that this morning in terms of what Conservative, Brad. Yeah, conservative, conservative okay. for both Waihaha Falls and Catelli. Go back and let him hit the line. Mm. Uh, King of Hastings can be prominent. So if you take Cota Heel out of the mix, then, yeah, Frosty uh, might get his chance on top of the speed here looking at how the race could be run. Oh, I'm with Fox Fighter here, Brad. I'm, I'm loving Hurl Sags out to $19. I think he's a terrific each-way bet. I know the form doesn't 
read all that well last start 11th or 12th at Renwick but we heard from David Payne earlier he admitted he got the tactics wrong when he drew a soft gate he instructed the rider to take advantage of that he was front half of the field and didn't finish off that day in the conscript race at his two previous races though when ridden in his normal pattern which is back in the field he flashed home and ran fourth at Hawkesbury in the rush behind Malkovich one of his sectionals there was a sub 10 for between the four and the two and that's what this horse is capable of doing he can reel off brilliant sectionals as he did again at Gosford in the takeover target flashing home to run third I know you've highlighted him a few times on your show punters intelligence Brad because that's what this horse has got the ability to flash home late off the right tempo off the right run so today Jay Ford will be told just to let the horse find his feet early back in the field he'll need luck in running but that's the gamble $19 I think he's definitely worth an each way chance 12 Y ha ha falls no knock on him but he'll have to go back from the wide barrier as well he'll be charging home um, this, this race does set up well for him provided they roll along in front the nine long villas has been money for him as um, Hurls mentioned earlier I didn't mind his most recent trial there at Rose Hill he ran in the five diamonds and the Ingham last spring in his two Australian starts there was money for him both times 1400 might be a touch short but if he's hitting the line watch for him it could set him up for a big winter prep and 13 Cotilli was amazing last start winning at Rose Hill just that wide barrier has to go back needs everything to fall into place as it does for 16 Fox Fighter but I'm prepared to take that gamble at the $19. 16, 12, 9 and 13. A bit of a head-scratcher this race this year, isn't it? I've gone the way of 13, Coda Hill. Now, the barrier, I'm terrified of where he gets to, but I did love the way that he savaged the line to win their last start. Uh, He was ridden quieter, and didn't he respond? He overcame some traffic problems, and the form through that race has been franked a number of times since. So, like his little tick-over trial since then, I just think he's a horse in a really good spot at the moment. Two Frosty Rocks, looking at the way this race could be run, uh, does Frosty Rocks bounce back to his best form? He's a bit of a control freak. If he doesn't lead, he doesn't win. His record is as simple as that. So, he set outside the leader at Eagle Farm first up, faded out of the finish to be beaten 12 lengths. He was first up for 65 weeks. Will he still be a little bit ring rusty? Potentially. But he is a horse in the past that has shown that he can bounce back straight away from a poor showing. He's a little hit and miss like that. Nine Long Villas also caught my eye in those trials. So he returns a gelding. You'd think wide gate 1400 metres maybe next time for him. However, uh, yeah, that reference behind Ellsberg at his first Australian run uh, does read well for this. And he did show something there. So I think he is a horse worth mm-hmm. tracking. And 12 Wayhaha Falls. He's another one drawn a little bit of a sticky gate here. And he probably wanted it a little bit wetter. Uh, but on class alone, he's hard enough to beat. I like that form reference behind Valana two starts ago and wasn't beaten all that far by Opal Ridge last start. 13-2, 9 and 12. Darren Flindell in the Civic Stakes, also tipping number two, Frosty Rocks. Two to beat 13, 12, and 15. Moving to race number nine. Uh, this is the Furphy Handicap, benchmark 78 over the 1,100 metres. This is almost the shortest price favourite of the day, Hurls. Iona Merck. Yeah, and you can see why. It's, um, gee, I tell you what, it's uh, just going through the grades, isn't it? And, uh, and just keeps on winning. It's two twenty-five in from $2.50 this morning, so they've struck early. Uh, deductions here, zero for Zani, Penthouse, Wing Artium, and Miss Dior. Lose us up the top here with the Stero, 26 to 23, back to 26. Iona Merck, 250, now 225. We went up 370. Uh, Ruffin is, or Ruthen, 26. $5 insurrection. 
Kalishnikov is a $51 chance. Authentic Jewel, 21 34 Shalailed. Omni Man, a nine fifty chance. Just out from eight fifty, and we did go up six fifty. so it's been on the drift all week. 61 to 81, Smuggler's Bay. Kamonic, 23 34 Lady Brook. Never second, 15 And Curtis Island, 15 And right down the bottom, Narito, $7. Punners expecting Iona Merck to get the job done. Very popular in Maltese also. We've spoken about a few other races across the meeting here where they don't have a lot of speed on paper. That is not the case here. They're going to go very quick in the early stages. Insurrection comes across. Omni Man comes across. Kamonic has got gate speed. And they'll ensure a genuine gallop in the early stages. Curtis Island holds some kind of position from Barry One. And Iona Merck, I don't think you'll have to look too far back. You should just be stalking the speed and get every possible chance to make it three on the bounce, Ray. He should get run of the race stuff, shouldn't he, Brad? And the way he settled last start, just off Kaboo, stalked him, wore him down later. No, he had race fitness and a weight pull on his side, but it just showed his quality, Iona Murky. He's a progressive young sprinter, storming through his grades. Four from seven so far in his career, two from two this prep. Um, this race sets up beautifully for him, and... Um, Bjorn Baker said earlier this morning, Brad, that if he can win today and the market suggests he can, then he could well end up in a race like the Ramoni. So he's certainly on the way through the grades to stakes level two, Iona Merck, promising young sprinter. Nine Omni Man did a really good job first up. Um, that's him, though. He comes out of the gate running, likes to lead, get control, as he did at Warwick Farm. He stormed to the front in the turn and held him off to win well. He's come back in good um, form and he'll be hard to beat again. Five Insurrection comes out of the Warwick Farm race when he went down less than a length to Omni Man. Has to be included if you like Omni Man. And the seven Authentic Jewel, a couple of runs have been sold enough. $21. She'll add value to your multiples here, but hard to tip against two Iona Merck. Promising sprinter Brad on the way up. Two, nine, five, and seven in race nine. He does look a sprinter going places, doesn't he? Two, one, five, and nine. So often, if you find one of these talented horses going through the grades over the winter months, uh, they will just get that little picket fence going, and he fits that profile perfectly. So the only little niggle I had with him was 1,200 metres back to 1,100 metres, but I think he's got the class to overcome that. And the fact that he knocked off a group winner in Kaboo last start, with all due respect to his rivals here, uh, I don't think they're of the class of Kaboo. So he should continue on his winning ways. One, Astero is a horse that I've continued to warm to as the week has gone on. So hit the line at Doombin last start. He did win a, a benchmark 88 two starts ago and beat Conscript. So it may have been flooded there by a heavy track, but that sees him well placed here in a benchmark 78. Good speed on paper. He'll charge the line. I love the way that he trucked his jockey uh, to the line in a recent barrier trial. Five, Insurrection, and, and nine, Omni-Man. Little between there at Warwick Farm last uh, uh, I don't think there'll be a lot between them here, and their fate will be known the first couple hundred metres in terms of how much work they have to do from the uh, from the draw. But Omni-Man, I guess the challenge with him, is just holding that form now, isn't it? Because three of his past uh, four career wins have been first up and over a 1,000 metres. But uh, every chance that this is the campaign where he can go right on with the job. So two, one, five, and nine. Here's tip number 12, Lady Brook. It's a $34 chance. Race 9, number 12, Lady Brook to beat 2 Iona Merck, 5 Insurrection and 9 Omni Man. So Darren tipping one at really good odds there in race 9. Race 10, Hurls will want to be in front coming to the last because this does not get any easier. No, there's a, uh, on your tab ticket or on your website, there's a, uh, a section there where it says F for field, and that might be the way to go here because this is uh, $5 for field. 
Yeah, Stonecoat resumes for a spell, but it's the only last start winner. She's the Gift comes out zero six by five for Sonora. Green Shadows and Redwood Shadow come out zero deductions. Uh, Battleton, they continue to uh, give it a chance. Battleton, it's six fifty. Opened up at eight dollars earlier in the week. Uh, Accelerator six fifty to eight, although we went up eleven dollars. Seventeen Harrow Traverse thirty four ten dollars for. Imrahor, too much caviar, seven fifty. Uh seven fifty to eight fifty Yoshino. Night at thirty-four dollars. Cruel summer twenty-three uh nineteen for silent agenda. Stone Coat our favourite, five dollars, thirty-four Akahiro, Festival Dancer, thirty-four. And the best back runner here, uh, I am lethal, twelve to seven fifty. Tell you what, it's got some convictions as well, but it has one second up. Yeah, and good first up there as well. He was behind Kabu and, and Iona Mert. We've already spoken about the depth of that form line, but he's going to find himself at the opposite end of the field, needing a few things to go his way. At the top end, you've got the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott train pair. Too much caviar and stone coat, both first up, but over 1,400 metres. Uh, they should find the front. Yoshino potentially coming across. Imrahor won't be too far away. And although Cruel Summer has led in two of his past three starts, I think that's pretty much been by default. I do think he's a better chaser, and I imagine they take the opportunity to ride him with a bit of cover today, Ray. Yeah, I'm with the 12 stone coat, Brad, but uh, no confidence here in the last. But he, he resumes off that Morfitt for Guineas win back in March when he led throughout. That's what he does. He likes to get up on speed control, and he is tough. He's got that typical Waterhouse bot bone and muscle from Tullock Lodge. His two trials have him prime for this. First up, 1,400. Um, he does sprint well fresh, the 12 stone coat. $5 is short enough in a very open race, but I just think he'll be in the right position, a controlling position, and he'll be tough to run down. I've got him on top 12 stone coat from two Battleton and three Excelidus. Battleton's fourth up here. I think he put the riding on the wall last start when he, he was in that three-way finish, just beaten by Pesquera and Fierce. And um, this is his chance today, Battleton. We heard from Bjorn Baker earlier, Brad, he's always had an opinion of this horse, and surely he's, um, he's close to a win, Battleton, on the back of that excellent effort last start in the Pesquero race. Excelidus. Just needs a touch of luck from that awkward barrier, but he's racing well. Was beaten narrowly into four spot at Rose Hill in a devil's throat rate race last start. That form's held up. If he can get across into a reasonable position, he'll be hard to beat. And eight, Yashina, there were excuses last start for him. He was very good first up at Randwick, beating Plundering, and he stable mate contemporary. So I think he's worth another chance. But again, the barrier draw is a big leveller. 12 stone coat on top from 238. No confidence in the last, so Brad. Two sixteen seven and 3, I'm going with Battleton, just thinking that he doesn't have to improve much, I don't think, on what he did last uh, in this same grade, same track and trip two weeks ago to be in the finish again, a near-identical setup here, and he maps to get a similar run. So if he can improve just a touch, third up to fourth up, which is not unreasonable, I do think he's the, the horse to beat, albeit he is 89 weeks now uh, since he last won a race. 16, I am lethal, would have been half keen on his chances had he drawn a barrier. Don't know where he gets to from the gate, but... Uh, plenty of support this morning in terms of market confidence. You can see why, given the depth of the form line uh, that he comes through there first up. I thought he was fantastic, over 1,200 metres behind Iona Merck and Kabu. That sets up his campaign nicely. He can only improve off that, and out to 1,400 metres looks a lovely progression. Two, uh, seven, too much caviar. Resuming over 1,400 metres, I think there's some intent to be read into that. In the past, it has been 1,200 metres. He has trialled well, and he's got a fantastic record at Randwick, so he'll give them all something to chase down. And three, Exiladis. Does look well placed, out to 1,400 metres himself now and he wasn't been far as Ray touched on by Devil's Throat and Kips Bay. That, that form reference certainly stacks up 
in this, just a matter of where he gets to from the gate, another one that's drawn a, a touch wide, but two, 16, 7 and 3 to bring us home. Okay, and Darren Flindell, he tips number 16. I am lethal to beat 2 Battleton, 12 Stone Coat and 4 Harrow. 16, 2, 12 and 4 from Darren in the last. Okay, guys, uh, best bet, best value. Brad, we'll start with you. Yeah, best bet for me is Contemporary. Uh, what's that, race for number one? I couldn't necessarily find a value, so we'll go with the next best. Uh, 9, 2, Iona Merck. I think that, well, there's still... a. It hasn't run dry just yet, so we'll go Iona Merck. So race four, number one, contemporary. Next best, race nine, number two, Iona Merck. Ray? Yeah, on the same page as Brad in uh, in reference to contemporary race four, number one. This is an ideal race for him. He's rock hard, fit out to the 1300. He'll be storming home. He's bursting to win another race. I think he gets his chance today. Race four, number one, contemporary, the best bet. Value, Anthony, race five, number eight, Fuller. I think the, this race sets up really well for him out to the Randwick Mile. He's knocking on the door, and I think at about the 850 hurls mentioned earlier, he's good value, race five, number eight, Fuller. And Hurls, just before we let you go, you'll join us for the Melbourne preview. What's been the best back, would you say, all day there at Randwick? Yeah, stating the obvious with Queenmaker and also uh, with Iona Merck. However, uh, Super Strike, I'll make the best back runner today. It's uh, been very well backed. All right. Thanks, guys. Hurls, you'll join us shortly. Brad, yeah. Ray, have a great day. Thanks so much, Anthony. Thanks, guys. See you later.